Are you guys like cologne people? On occasions, yes, but daily, no. Did you, were you like when you were younger? Was that like a big thing, like picking the right cologne? Dude, Axe body spray was a big thing when I was younger. Gosh, it's so horrible. The memories are so bad. When I was in junior high and like all the, you know, it was like cool to like start using Axe. So all these, all the boys just sprayed it on thick. And it was always in the locker room after people taking Mm. showers, like that damp, just Just that nasty smell. smell. Yeah. Tom, you're from Long Island. I'm sure cologne was a big part of your childhood. Adidas Moves is what I used in junior high. And oh, dang. Then I think I used Tommy Hilfiger. My dad had a bottle of Old Spice, but this was before Old Spice was cool again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Old Spice yeah. used to be not good. That used to be like, ugh, you're an old man. Yeah. This commercial's exactly. changed at all. <laughs> when I was in high school, like Clinique Happy, there was like some of those that were really popular, but I, I would try to wear that stuff sometimes, but I don't like it. It just... It's overpowering. Gives me a headache. I avoid it. And do you find it attractive ever? Like when you walk, you know, you walk past people or you're in an elevator after somebody. And it's one thing that's amazing to me is I'll wear a cologne here and there, but it like fades. But some people they wear and it's like, it's so potent for so long. But sometimes it's good. Like I can, I can like it sometimes, but I'm bringing it up. I've told you guys about my, my neighbor. He's a, a WWE wrestler. 403 pounds, seven foot three inches, just uh, bigger than Shaq. Uh, it's I like incredible. that you have his stats memorized. You know, you have his. Uh, it's rare that, you know, it's like, I don't, I, remember, I don't know what Andre the Giant was, but we're, we're coming up pretty close on it. Uh, but he just wears this cologne and like I can smell him from, you know, half a mile away. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, some people can make this like it sticks to them better, I think. Uh, but me, it just kind of dissipates. So, what if they just it use depends a lot on more? the cologne? Like more expensive colognes last longer. Same with perfumes. That's one of the the things that determines its selling. Are price. you calling me cheap? I'm just saying maybe <laughs> you, if you, you did, want something it? that lasts longer, look I at do. something yeah. with a little bit of a higher price tag. You've oh, got to buy the cheap. yeah. You buy the fake stuff, don't you? Yeah, I buy the fake stuff. Now I just wear the Old Spice deodorant, and the Old Spice deodorant smells pretty good. My wife likes it. Tom, nobody here uses. I, you and I, I think, are the only ones that use deodorant on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's something you didn't know about, did you? Ariel no. picks a new rock from goes around St. Louis <laughs> picking up different rocks to use. No, they that's use Robert. Like, Remember, he's a crystal guy. Yeah, Robert uses crystals. Michael uses some kind of natural something that probably doesn't work. Ariel was not sure what she used, so couldn't really no, tell. No, I was sure. So you and I, they're all afraid of like the aluminum they've bought in like. No, I don't use aluminum. I use, I wear deodorant, not antiperspirant. So are you anti, are you also on the, the, uh, you think the aluminum is going to kill you? It's not going to kill me, but I don't think it's good for me. Mm. All right, guys. So you all, you know, Bobby, Ariel, me, this is Tom. Tom's our web developer on the team. Say hi, Tom, for our listeners. There you go. Yeah. I'm Tom. There you go. Uh, if, if you had to kind of plot yourself, you know, I'd say Ariel and Robert uh, are, you know, a little more hippy dippy. And I'm, a, you know, I don't know if I'm not even going to give you the matrix. Just plot yourself for the listeners. Tom, where do you sit on your worldview when it comes to everything? <laughs> no pressure. That's, not, that's such a vague yeah. question. <laughs> that's like, like, 
Am I a hippie? No, I wouldn't consider myself one. Am I like Michael? I try not to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, generally, uh, yeah, I'm a tech nerd. I sit in this, you know, 12 by 12 box in my house most of the time uh, in the suburbs of New York City, writing code most of the day, do kids, house, lots of DIY stuff. So like I, but Michael's been trying to get me to put the trim on my closet for the last year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's been it's a, still that's... on my to do list. I'm good at procrastinating. Suburban tech nerd makes sense. Like, yeah. I feel like that described you well. Like, you're like a dad. You have, like, dad vibes. You know what I mean? You get mm. to, like, you're a dad. Trying to shed the dad bod. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so we kind of chose today's questionable decision to extrapolate a little bit more about Tom, learn a bit a little bit about him, and to talk about some of the decisions that you've made in your life. Bobby, do you want to sort of sum up what the questionable decision we're going to be talking about today is? I actually can't remember, to be honest with you, what we're talking about with Tom. I just figured it was something he was selling something. Because uh, no. here's, here's the thing about Re Tom. Tom is, he's an optimizer. You're an optimizer. Like everything that he has, everything he, that you see in his background right now is probably for sale or he bought it for cheap on the Facebook marketplace in order to sell it eventually. But I think it just stacks up. So I don't remember. Is that what we're talking about with him? Nope. Competitive oh, eating. Oh, competitive eating. Yeah, he does that too. <laughs> so yeah. And Tom, I don't know. Like you do it for money sometimes, right? Depends on the competition. Yeah. yeah. The prize pools vary. Yeah. And I think so. my question to you when I initially found that out was like, I see people do that and you talk about it. There's like lingo and there's like, there's a, a whole subculture of this eating random stuff, to, like to, to the point of almost hurting yourself. And to prepare for these competitions, you have to buy a crap load of food. And so I guess I was just kind of curious, like, is this even worth it at all? Like, what's the point? But I don't know what the prep looks like. Like, I don't know if you just sit there and, and shove hot dogs down your throat for like, you know, a week <laughs> and do nothing yeah, it's kind else. It's a shame and, that there's not like a, a kind of dummy hot dog that you can practice with. Like, yeah. you know, mm. if you were like a string on preparing, for, back out. preparing for another type <laughs> of competition, you'd have like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, just, just some way of like recouping it so you could keep practicing. I'm thinking okay. too about like the cigarettes that they smoke in Mad Men that aren't really cigarettes, you know, so you mm. don't get the harmful effects of eating 300 right. hot dogs. Yeah. How do you prove you can eat 300 hot dogs without having to eat 300 hot dogs? Mm -hmm. Usually with the prep stuff, it is like a week's worth of eating to get ready for whatever challenge you're doing. But typically, you're not going to eat whatever you're going to eat at the competition. So, like, the last one I did was meatballs. So, I did do a couple <laughs> practice meals. <laughs> I, I did a couple practice meals using meatballs. But for the most part, I was eating lots of vegetables. And what's the known, like, thresh? Like, what's the num? Everybody in the competitive eating world surely has, like, a number of meatballs. They're like, oh, man, that's, that's the threshold. What's the number? of meatballs that a professional can put down. I don't know if it, it varies depending on the size of the meatball, I guess there's but, not a regulation size meatball. I don't it sounds like they should be regulation size. Could can be. we back up for a second? Can you just, can you first give us like, what are the rules of the eating competitions? Like, can you give us like a general idea? Cause I have no idea how these things work. Like, so let's just like, say a meatball contest. Like how would this work? Okay. So usually in food competitions, it's either speed or volume and, and that's going to be the thing that you're training mostly for. So the meatball competition I did, it was a three minute competition. So it's not like you're 
you're not you're probably not going to max out your stomach capacity in three minutes it's more about how many meatballs can you eat within that time period so you're practicing more for the speed of it you definitely want to make sure that you have enough capacity to eat through that but it was, it was more about getting it down in that that amount of time and trying to beat the next guy right as opposed to like something with a longer time limit like the hot dog eating competition then you're hitting volume constraints right so it's like these guys that are taking down 80 hot dogs they need to train capacity wise for that and in their training meals they're probably doing at least like 10 pounds of, of food while they're training each time like 10 pounds a, a day or like a session like what, like what in a meal wow so okay so like human humans are incredible what they will we're what they will do to compete it's also disgusting. what we're capable of <laughs> to doing. show their dominance yeah so the average you're, human you're taking stomach. the you're taking the it, it's impressive <laughs> angle <laughs> yeah kind impressive of. gross it's a fine line i mean right? i don't impressive doesn't mean that i like would like to do it or think that anybody should but it's kind of incredible yeah so like the average human stomach can consume like about two pounds or so i think it, it maxes out around a liter so you gotta train to make it any bigger than that so like in the food space, you have dudes that are pretty popular on YouTube, like Randy Santel or Beard Meets Food, Joel Hansen. Like Randy has a video on food challenge prep, and basically he makes like four pounds of vegetables, a half a dozen eggs, has an eight-pound bowl of watermelon, and then has like a giant pitcher of liquid to like top it all off and fill in the little cracks in your stomach afterwards. So like, so, but that's like relatively healthy food, like, you know, vegetables and eggs and watermelon and stuff. Right. Cause he's just trying to expand the capacity of his stomach. He doesn't want to eat 10,000 calories every meal and blow Mm -hmm. up. That was, I've always wondered how those people aren't just extremely obese. Like, Mm -hmm. but that makes sense. They're eating, they're just eating stuff that takes up space. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when they're when they're not training for a competition, I imagine most of them are trying to eat pretty healthy and are working out pretty hard. I mean, it depends on the person, but like 10, 20 years ago when you look at the Nathan's hot dog eating competition, I think that lineup looked a lot different than, you know, what you've seen over the last decade. Uh, I haven't maybe seen Kobayashi's on that like borderline, but Kobayashi looked pretty ripped, you know, back in the day. And like even Joey Chestnut isn't a huge guy or anything like that. And I'll get a lot of these YouTube people, like it, it looks like, you know, you could count the number of abs on their, their stomach because they're all like chiseled. Okay. So let's go. So I want to, I want to go through both of these. Have you done both types of contests? Have you done like the volume and the speed? I haven't done lots of real, real competitions. Like the, the meatball one was probably the most legit one I ever did. It had like a thousand dollar prize pool for the winner. But like, I'll do competitions with friends and stuff. You know, we'll we'll go to the firehouse and each everyone gets a crave case of White Castle burgers, and you see how much you can take down oh, in like ten minutes. That's awful. So, would you say Disgusting. this is like? Do you feel like this is a calling in your life? Like this is something that you feel like you have a, a skill in, or is it the equivalent of like walking by a poster on the sidewalk and going like, "Oh, I could do that." Like. What got you into this? I mean, because you say, hey, I do competitive eating. I wouldn't say that about myself. What? How did you? uh, (laughs) I mean, like, I'm nowhere near the level of the people that I watch on YouTube or anything. This is just like a a fun little, it's like barely even a hobby. It's like an interest, you know. So I, I like eating. I like food. If I can compete and eat as much food as I can in a few minutes, that sounds like a good time to me. I mean, maybe I'll be in a food coma for a few hours afterwards, which isn't really a good time, but I like the challenge of it. I think it's different. 
My I, husband did a, a spicy taco eating competition one time. And I mean, he was like, I like spicy food. I like tacos. This would be fun. And um, he suffered for several days after that. And, uh, you know, what is, have you gone through that kind of a thing where you, you, you do one of these competitions and you, there's like a deep sense of regret afterwards because of, you know, the aftermath. I don't want to get too gross or anything. But. Sure. Yeah. So like doing the White Castle, that was definitely a regret. And mm -hmm. it, the first time I ever had White Castle was when I was competing with my buddies for it. So like we each got a, a Crave case of 30 burgers and they had cheese and pickles on it. I hate hot pickles. I can't do hot pickles. And these had hot pickles on them. So, you know, like 12 or 14 burgers in that, that flavor was just overwhelming to me. And I, I kind of hit a wall at that point. So anything with pickles, I'm going to stay away from in the future. And it's not like I lost it afterwards or anything like that. Going to the lingo that Bobby was talking about. I think yeah. one of the only food terms is a reversal. And that's when <laughs> it comes back up. <laughs> There's yeah, a technical so, language. So gross. Okay. So this meatball competition. Yeah. Grand prize, a grand. Mm -hmm. like, For three minutes of eating meatballs. Three minutes. Okay. Three minutes. Wow. Like walk me through the competition. How many people are you competing against? What did the prep look like? You probably tracked how much it all costed. Walk me through it. Someone sent me a message about this competition that was coming up. It was at like an Italian restaurant and they were having a big meatball thing going on. So not just the meatball eating competition, but there was also like a meatball making competition. Mm -hmm. So there were probably like 20 different people that made their meatballs and you had judges that went through. There was a, the, the judge for the, the meatball eating competition was a retired professional eater who like used to be on, you know, the Nathan scene and that kind of stuff. Prep wise, like a thousand dollar prize pool for, for a couple of minutes of eating meatballs. I was like, Oh, that sounds fun. You know, I should give it a whirl. So I went and got my prep food, which was like, a whole bunch of bags of frozen vegetables. I got a few DiGiorno pizzas. I got like four bags of frozen meatballs, eggs, and like fish sticks. So like a meal for that was I would go and cook up a couple pounds of the frozen vegetables with probably like four, between four and six eggs. And I would make like fish tacos with, with you know, the fried fish and stuff like that. So like each prep meal was probably around three pounds. And then I, you know, I would drink as much liquid as I could after that. So like three pounds isn't all that much more than the average person. Cause if you, if you can max out at two going to three is like, eh, it's only another pound, but probably in like the three to four pound range would, would be my max if I was training for it. And like a, a couple of the prep meals, I would do like a, an entire bag of the frozen meatballs, which is like 1.6 pounds and a DiGiorno pizza, which is like, you know, a pound and a quarter or so or <laughs> vice versa. Well, so you didn't do like the healthy stuff at all. Like this sounds like garbage. Like you just, it was a mix. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I wanted to try to figure out what my strategy would be for taking the meatballs. Right. Cause uh, you know, it's like, like yeah, Joey chestnut will do like kind of the chipmunk thing as opposed to other people. What chipmunk? It's where Dude, you take a bunch of little people, bites. Like, is he the, is he the best? out of the he's like the people? best right now and he's won the the hot dog eating competition for like many years okay i'm not on the nathan scene so gotcha. I just don't know. okay keep, keep going <laughs> all right yeah so joe joey chestnut tends to do more of the chipmunk eating so like a bunch of little bites right so that he, he's not stuffing his mouth and then trying to chew it and then you have other people that'll basically shove the whole thing in their mouth and more or less what if you bite all. your lip while you like when you go oh. at it you're out of the competition that's the equivalent of like dislocating and 
a shoulder in football or something. If you bite your lip, as long as you don't spit any food out and then nah, not eat that food again. How can you keep chipmunking after you got you bit your lip? You keep biting it. I think you just play through the pain. <sighs> you could change right. strategy and just try to swallow them whole, more or less. Yeah, can. So, I mean, do people do that? Just like swallow meatballs whole? <laughs> So in, in getting to the competition part of this, right? So day of get there, there's probably a dozen of us at a long table. And logistically, like I, they, they didn't really have everything together the way I thought they would. Like they just brought out three giant plates of meatballs in sauce, steaming hot, right? And you have a mm. dozen people. It was like, well, how do you measure who ate what when you just have three giant plates on the table, right? So then the, the judge guy was like, all right, everyone portion out a dozen meatballs on the plate. And they did it as like uh, two two rounds of a minute and 30 seconds. So we, we had a dozen people or so in the first round at a minute and 30 seconds. Everyone had a dozen meatballs. I took down, I think it was eight or 12, I forget, the third place. And I came in second on that. Uh, the third place guy, I think, took down like six or seven. And the first place guy got his entire plate of a dozen down. And that guy, like, he looked like he could crush me with a single hand. Uh, and I think he was like a, a boxer or a fighter in a, in a previous career. He's Michael's and, neighbor. Yeah, probably. Well, could be. It could be. But this guy was just throwing him down, like, you know, popping meatball, meatball, and, and just like swallowing them. So in the, the second round, it was me and and two other people. So I made it to the final, I guess. So I was in the top three for that. I ended up coming in second, but th this guy's technique was just entirely different than mine. Cause I was doing the, the chipmunk and uh, you know, eating with one hand bottle of water in the other. Right. So that, that you can, I see Tom I guess, being such a, a data person. He probably, as he was figuring out his style had like a little, you know, chart, an Excel spreadsheet of like how quickly he could get down food. And like the pace that you need to keep while you're and doing the pace, it you probably had it down yeah. to like a millisecond. And then there's other little strategies too. It's like right, right before it starts, you take a gulp of water so that your throat is lubricated so that you could take the first meatball down really quickly. Right. <laughs> so, you just keep like a, a pat of butter in your cheek, you know, to help with the. I, well, I was thinking about the hot dog stuff where they like soak the buns in water. Mm -hmm. Is there anything like with meatballs? Could you have like crunched them up and then mm. I guess you don't have that much time, right? I, you, you can do whatever you want, I guess, but I, like you weren't able to, I don't think you were allowed to cut them up on the plate for eating. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could, but like you had to be able to, to measure what the difference was between what was on the plate and mm. to figure out what you consumed right from the start to then. So like if you went and cut all your meatballs up, you'd probably just get disqualified. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. but like with the cheating, which you were getting at, Bobby, right? Yeah. So there, I've seen some videos on YouTube where you know people accuse each other of cheating, and with the hot dogs and dunking them in the water and stuff, you know, there would be accusations of like there were chunks of the hot dogs in the cups of water, and the cups of water get cloudy with all the starch from the buns and whatever, so you can't see it until like you know you dig through the cup or dump it out or whatever. But nobody's yeah. like, I don't know, doing like, like stick a meatball in your pocket. Yeah, stuff like that, or like I don't know if you could take something <laughs> one like in your cheek, numb your throat so you don't feel the pain of like shoving stuff down there, and you just keep going, you know, and stuff like that. I, I would think that could be next level. And surely yeah. there's some kind of medicine that like shuts down your body's impulse to throw up. Like that seems like a yeah, good way performance to cheat. enhancing mm -hmm. drugs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe I, I'm not really familiar with those. 
Okay. Well, maybe you should try it. Not at my level. Tom. Tom's, uh, you know, above board. <laughs> I'm a noob, I guess. So second place, did you win any anything, or was it just I a got a hundred bucks? Okay. Well, and a free lunch, I guess. <laughs> so did you, <laughs> did you lose money on this venture? Lose? No. I mean, I probably spent like fifty bucks on food. And not that I ate all that fifty bucks in prep. My my freezer was probably pretty full. I was eating frozen meatballs for a while after that. Were the meatballs good? No, the, they were the crap. Oh. Yeah, it, it was like three bucks for a bag of forty meatballs filled with preservatives and stuff. No, 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 the ones in the competition. Oh, they were great, but but like I said, they were steaming. They were like super super hot. One guy mm. burned his mouth on the meatballs in, in the the first round. That seems reckless of the organizers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, the, logistics wise, they they kind of you know weren't thinking about that. I guess it was like super fresh, great meatballs, but like you know burn your throat and hard to count. <laughs> After you do the competition, the meatball competition or any of these other ones, like, do you want to eat meatballs for like, you you like don't want to eat meatballs for the next month or something? Is it like ruin that food for a little while? Uh, If I were to eat those meatballs again, that would be fine. But like, it took a while before I wanted to eat those crappy frozen meatballs that were in my freezer. Mm -hmm. Because like, they were just very salty and not, not good quality meatballs. So I got sick of that taste, but like the minute and a half or three minutes that I was eating the meatballs in the competition, I wasn't sick of the flavor of that. They were good. You were the adrenaline was just coursing through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask, okay. were you, were you nervous? Like, were you sitting there at the table, like like nervous about this? I don't think so. It, it was like game mode. You focus, you know. Oh, okay. but, I, but I I get that. But it is also the knowledge that you're about to like make a fool of yourself. Like you're about to do some really, you know, people are embarrassed if they get a little ketchup on their lip. Like you're about to, <laughs> yeah, you get a little do messy, some pretty despicable things in front of a group of people watching. Like, have you no shame, Tom? Unspeakable. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was pretty stoked to do it. I, I was excited. You know, I wasn't worried about being judged for it. I mean, I just want the judge to tell me I win. But so yeah, I'll I mean, you were judged place. for it. So where do you where does your career go from here? I don't know. Mm. There's no career in it for me anyway. Like you do have major league eating and stuff, but uh, I'm I have no desire to do that. I I do want to. There's a chicken wing competition coming up in a couple of weeks, but the prize pool is only a tr- trophy. Those like, are dangerous bones. Get, right. Dangerous. I've never done a chicken wing eating competition, and the strategy is totally different. No bones. Because yeah. So with the wings, they have this whole technique where where they you know pull the bone out of it and whatever and eat the wing whole. I don't know. I haven't studied it very well, and I'm not sure how I would perform. I should have started already, probably. <laughs> okay. And is there a, what's the prize on that one? It's literally a trophy. So like, okay. there's there's no monetary prize. Mm. Yeah. So I'm like on the fence about joining it. What was interesting was that they they had like in their rule documentation that you couldn't be a pro eater. <laughs> Again, is this, does some that? official body give you a card or something like? It, there is, there is an official eater. body, right? Like, isn't there an official organization for this stuff? Yeah, they, like there is some four letter acronym organization, I think, and then you have major league eating. But I, I think they were using some criteria of like you haven't participated in one of those competitions as being. I don't know, pro level or whatever they want to call it. So like maybe it would be a good competition to try to get a win under my belt, but uh, I don't know. But don't choke we'll on see. a bone, you know? Yeah. It seems dangerous. Yeah, that would be rough. Like if you're going for speed in that and, and you take a bone that, 
I don't know. That seems like game over. What do you think Joey Chestnut's everybody here? What do you think Joey Chestnut's net worth is? He's a professional eater. I don't know how long he's been doing it, but he's been doing it for a while. I'm guessing. I'm going to say four mil. Okay. Ariel, what do you got? $750,000. Damn. You, you, wow. No, I think disrespecting it's, him. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's probably something like 10 to 12, but they wouldn't put 12. I'd say they're going to say 15 to 20 million. Whoa. Two and a half million. Oh gosh. I was, I'm not getting into this. There's no money in it. <laughs> There's no money in this competition. <laughs> now maybe he's not marketing himself. Who's the, who's the most popular? Is he the most popular? Or is he just the best? I think he's probably the most popular. He, he's up there. You have a bunch of people that are on the top tier, like Matt Stoney and stuff, who was also very popular on YouTube too. Who is his, who's his arch nemesis guy? Who's the guy that had the arth- jaw arthritis and had to retire early? Kobayashi, but that, that was Kobayashi. a while ago. He retired. Yeah, I think he had tendonitis issues with his jaw and maybe uh, messed up oh. his esophagus too. I don't know. Yeah, so you have that tier of people that are doing those competitions like Nathan's, and then you have some crossover between that and like the YouTube. But it's mm-hmm. so like Matt Stoney would be a crossover because like he, he's very good on YouTube and he, he's also doing like Nathan's and whatever. But you have these people that are doing these uh, restaurant challenges. They'll go to different restaurants that have like if you complete the meal, it's free type stuff. And some of them have prizes and whatever. So like Beard Meets Food, like I mentioned before, is probably one of my favorites. He's in the UK. I think he's involved with Major League Eating now, too. And like Randy Santel. Uh, so that those guys, you know, Joel Hansen also, they go to all the restaurants and around the country, different countries and try to, you know, complete every challenge that they can. Dang. So this is this is a hobby for you, Tom. Maybe there's a little bit of money in it. Maybe you could, you know, give your life to it and make two point five million dollars. <laughs> but I'm just gonna come out and say that if my kid came to me and said, oh. "I'm gonna get into a competitive eating contest," I don't, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think it's a fun thing to do with some friends, mm-hmm. like you know, after a couple drinks. But trying to, you know, trying to strategize and read books and you know go that deep. I'm not so sure. I think this is a good decision. I don't want to judge your lifestyle. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, I don't think it's, <laughs> you a, agree. Just try, it's like your kid's going to have probably to, not a good decision. Your kid's going to have to ask you permission for whatever he does in life. And I'm just like, I want to be there for that conversation when he's like, dad, I really, <laughs> I really want to eat competitively and I just want to see your reaction to it. I want to just be there for it. So can you call me when that time comes? Because I really yeah, want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's a fun little thing to spice things up on the side, but it's it's not something where I want to like travel around eating food. Side note, I do want to do a burger tour of the country. There's a, a book of like the best burger place in every single state, and I want to do that as like a a bucket list item. Go to every state and eat like the best burger that they have. So what, that okay. that makes me think of a question: What would be your like uh, uh, ideal or your dream food competition? Like, what would you like to do? Besides the burger eating tour, which isn't really a competition, like, is there sort of one that you dream of doing one day? I mean, I don't really dream about this stuff, but like, <laughs> I, I think think a about taco eating competition <laughs> would be good. Burger eating would be good. Um, I don't know. Throw some foods out there. Pizza, I'd be down for that. But like chicken wings, I have no desire to really do, mostly because of the bones, like Michael brought up. Testicles, liver king style. Ooh. Liver King, yeah. Yeah. yeah, eating eating kidneys and stuff. Yeah, milkshakes. Yeah, would you do that? 
Milkshake, I would try it. I mean, there there are some restaurants that have food challenges around me, and one of them has like a, I think it's like a five pound thing called the kitchen sink, where it's you know a whole bunch of ice cream and whatever. I would try milkshakes. I I don't know how I would perform, but but brain freeze. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, last question for me. I haven't thought about it. If you could reliably make as much or more money consistently doing food competitions instead of what you do now, would you do it? No, I think my life expectancy would drop. I don't know. These guys have chiseled abs, Tom. You you may be in a better place. Yeah, but like, I don't He just body shamed you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm working on it. I've been trying to eat healthier uh, as we're talking about food eating competitions. I think that you're doing a lot of damage to your esophagus and there's probably nothing good that comes from expanding your stomach capacity as much as you can. Like you, you can rupture your esophagus and Kobayashi got his, you know, jaw tendonitis and whatever that I don't have a desire to do that. I just want to have a little extra fun on the side and do something that's different that not a whole lot of people are doing. And if I could make a hundred or a thousand bucks every once in a while by like placing in the top one or two, that would be cool. That sounds like a I guess approach. I have one more question. Do we, so do we feel like this? We used to do this. We stopped doing this. Do we think questionable or no? The food competitions that Tom is engaged in. Yeah, I think I answered. I think it's questionable. I don't think it's questionable. I think it's questionable if you if there's no money involved. I think it's just weird. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that questionable. Though it kind of sounds about fun. like the pride and glory. Did, but um, is there pride and glory in it though? Like I, I guess I, the one thing I would say is you know like back when they were like tough men, Vikings, you know, like would go to the pub and. There's still, a, yeah, there's still those, I think. Eat a half a lamb and drink three, you know, gallons of beer. And I like, I can see like that amount of just like consumption and just powerness, but like comfortable suburban people just wanting to eat as much as they can. I, I think that's probably just <laughs> yeah, not I the best display of any kind of talent. That is, yeah. <laughs> that is the sign that a civilization is coming to, to an end soon, I think. So like, like that's I did stage. end up in the... I ended up in like three or four different newspapers for that food competition. And I had a buddy that lives in Chicago send me a message and he's like, is this you? I ended up on the news on his, his channel in Chicago. Wow. It was cool. I mean, not, not like I'm famous, but like, Made the news. My we weren't. We weren't paper. confused about that. Part. If we yeah, right. can, we like sponsor you into one of these competitions. Like, could, if, could we do something like that? Like, pay your admission into it. Like, set you up our, with like a, a shirt, some swag, and stuff like that. And then you go and do it like in the name of the company. Like, could you do that and then document it so we can share I it on so. social? Yeah, sure. Dude, what if he doesn't do, do well? Will it bring shame to our company? <laughs> if he doesn't do well, we'll never <laughs> post anything about it. But if he wins, we'll <laughs> okay. post it all over the place. I'm down for it. Beautiful. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to Questionable Decisions. If you have a decision you'd like us to discuss, you can text us at 321-222-0203. It is worth noting that Michael is currently trying to make me laugh while I read this. Um, so we have an amazing email list that you can join. Uh, their information is in the show notes. We'll be back next week and talk soon.